Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Owen the Saints. I'm your host, Patrick Serlis. With me this evening, we've got Jack. Jack, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Pat. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. And also joining us, we've got Jack Mainstone. Mainstone, how are you doing? Very good, thanks. Mondays are always a bit better when Southampton play, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we are chatting 30 minutes or so after Wolves won, Southampton won. Um, we'll come on to the game and get both of your reactions to it. Um, to sum it up, we're now unbeaten in seven, which is fantastic. Um, five wins and two draws from our last seven games. We remain in fifth place. I'm looking at the table right now and I can see us in fifth place with 17 points, um, which is fantastic. So, Jack, I'll come to you first. What were your thoughts on the game? It was a good game. Good game of football. I thought it was interesting that Wolves changed their, their formation against us. It shows... You know what? What Ralph's doing at Southampton is making a making an impact in other managers' thoughts because we are difficult to play against. Um, I just think it shows how far we've come. I saw a tweet um, saying that this this time last year we got a two two draw against Arsenal, and I think that took us up to eighteenth. Um, and today we got a point at Molyneux, which um, we could have gone up to third with a win. So shows how much development the club has had over the last year. Uh, yeah, end-to-end game could have gone either way, and you know Walcott should have buried that chance. I'm sure we'll come on to it. Should have buried that second chance and put the game to bed. Uh, but I think Wolves will be will be um, they deserve to point. Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned there. It's just reminding me. I went on BBC Sport website and the headline is Saints missed chance to go third, <laughs> which uh, is one way to look at the game, I guess. Which again speaks to how far we've come, really, because we could have gone third tonight. Um, wasn't to be. I felt we controlled the game for 60 minutes or so. And then as the longer it went on, um, the, the, the more Wolves grew into the game. And on balance, I think a point was probably a fair result. Mainstone, what was your kind of general take on, on the performance and on the result? Um, I thought it was a very good performance. Again, um, very similar to the, to the last few games or since the start of the season, bar the uh, first couple of games. Um, it's just really nice to watch us play football, especially against a team that's as tactically good um, and difficult to play against as Wolves. It's so nice just to sit there and watch our team play and match them and even better them for most of the game, I thought. Um, but I think a point was the fair result. I think both teams will walk away quite happy. I think I would have taken a point before the game, given the level of the game. I think most teams in the league would as well, to be fair. Yeah, Molyneux is not an easy place to go. Um, kind of already alluded to it, but it was a little bit of a surprise um, from their team selection, uh, Connor Cody missed out. Um, I think he's self-isolating uh, due to COVID. And Nuno changed their shape. They usually play 3-5-2 and they ended up with going four at the back. Um, and I saw the athletic writer for Wolves, a guy called Tim Spears, say that's the first time they've played four at the back um, for three years. Um, so it was a new system for them. We obviously were playing our 4-2-2-2. The only change was Ryan Bertrand coming in. Uh, for Jack Stevens from the from the two 0 win over Newcastle, and it was a pretty even start to the game. But I think the first big chance, really, well, actually, to be fair, Armstrong had a chance, slipped it wide, mm. but Alex McCarthy made a couple of big saves in the first half. And I just wanted to speak about him because it seems like every week I'm tweeting another fantastic save from Alex McCarthy. Like as far as his shot stopping goes, I can't think of any better keeper in the Premier League. Um, Jack, what was your take on the first half? Well, yeah, just on McCarthy, the, the saves that he's making at the moment are ones that are winning us points. That That is 
the plain fact of it, the, the double save um, from the long shot from Semedo and then Dendonka just to stay big. It did hit him high up on the shoulder, but he stayed big. A lot of keepers would go down and that's a goal. And also the save from Podence, the near post header, great reaction. So they're the ones that you know, not all keepers make. So it's brilliant to see him in this kind of form. Um, yeah, we had a few chances, like you said, the Stuart Armstrong chance. Where I think Walcott slid him in perfectly, just wide of the post. Maybe should have done better. Um, Adams also had a, a decent chance in the first half and Birch and whipped a great ball in from the left-hand side and didn't really anticipate it. Um, and also Walker had a great chance in the first half of his right foot. I don't think he got enough purchase on it, but we, we were creating chances and I think it was it was um, fair to go in at the break, nil-nil. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, looking back at some of their results, like I don't really watch a lot of Wolves and, and you see their team and it's like packed with creative attacking players and going into the game facing someone like Traore, you think it's you're going to be in for a tough game. And we were. But Wolves don't really blow teams away. Well, they haven't at least this season. Got a couple of 1-0 wins against Leeds and Fulham. Um, they keep it really solid. I think, Jack, you were saying they've got the, got the joint best defence in the league yeah. um, with Tottenham. And they are difficult to break down. And I thought some of our football in the first half was fantastic. I mean, Yannick Vestergaard popping one-twos in midfield. Stepping out from the back, um, it was it honestly it was some of the best football that I've that I can remember us playing um, so far this season. And there's been some great games. I wanted to speak about Kyle Walker Peters as well, um, just generally because I don't know whether I'm being um, too hyping hyping him up too much here. But I thought that was his best performance in a Saints shirt, um, and he's, there's been some good ones. But I thought just across the board. He was, he was really, really good. He overran it on one occasion, and I think Armstrong was guilty of that as the game went on. Um, but Mainstone, any, any players in particular stand out to you? Um, and what did you make of Walker-Peters? I think, echo your thoughts on Walker-Peters, I think it was, um, I think he had the most defending, probably, responsibility um, that he's had in quite a while, and he, he stood up to it and rose to the test. Um, with fullbacks these days, sometimes their defending is kind of their least amount of worry. It sounds stupid to say that about fullback, but look at the likes of Trent and Robertson and all the best ones are, are known for their going forward ability. Um, but he really showed up in terms of the defensive stability tonight. Um, I thought Trey Adams was awesome again. I thought he led the line superbly. Um, he's really taken into that leader of our forward line really well. He's doing the things that Ings was doing in terms of dropping in deep to start attacks um, and letting Walcott run in behind. Um, I was really, really impressed with him. I think he's looking more and more like a natural Premier League footballer by the week at the moment. Definitely. I mean, and nil nil at half time. They came out and they, they had a couple of opportunities early on. Um, Podence, I think McCarthy saved from him. Uh, and then there was a free header for Jimenez and he fluffed it. I mean, for 60 minutes or so, or probably 75 minutes, we kept Jimenez very, very quiet. Um, I think early on in the first half, he had the fewest touches of any player um, on the pitch. And he was quiet. And then at that point, right around the hour mark, we go 1-0 up. Walcott with his, with his goal. I think his first goal in 5,434 days in the Saints <laughs> shirt, um, which is about 14 years. Yeah, his last goal came against MK Dons wow. in January 2006. Um, and I think he's a very popular player, obviously, for Saints fans. And great to see him get on the score sheet. A good goal as well. Just generally a good goal. Work from Armstrong, Gineppo in the build-up, across to Adams, and then second attempt. Um, the cross makes its way to, to Walcott, and he tucks it away. At that point, you're thinking it's the perfect away performance, Jack. Yeah, I mean, 
the key bit for that goal for me was um, Gineppo's ball because the ball gets the ball goes out to him and he's got a, a few decisions to make there whether he runs at the defender where he passes it back to Armstrong and the hard ball to play was the one to Adams but it was one that was on and he picked him out perfectly it was a shame that he got blocked um, Adams square to Armstrong but it came back to him and yeah brilliant ball across the box it was one of them where I don't know whether this is just me being a Saints fan and the way I look at watching Southampton being quite pessimistic but I thought it was one that he could have skied it uh, this come fired, fired across the box I'm thinking please don't sky but you've got a great connection on it and yeah delighted to see him get off the, get off the mark um, and we deserved it we really did deserve it yeah I think at that point for sure we deserve to be 1-0 up um, quick word on Gineppo as well actually just reminded me because he obviously kept his place in the team and Nathan Redmond actually wasn't in the squad and I think Dan Sheldon from The Athletic was saying that Redmond picked up a knock in training um, wasn't 100% sure whether that was going to be the case or whether it was just Ralph's decision to leave him out but it sounds like it's, it's injury related so it's one to watch ahead of next weekend whether, whether Redmond can make it I think, into the squad hopefully if it's, if it's not too serious he will I think I did, I did actually see he's out for like 10 days I think Ralph did rule him out for, oh. for United I'm just interested okay. to get your two opinion actually because I'm, I'm watching Gineppo on the left hand side and whilst Redmond does have his, have his critics I think his link up play with Ryan Bertrand is very good and they understand each other's games very well it is early days I, with with Gineppo and, and Bertrand. I don't think they've got the same link up. I don't know if you guys have, have noticed a little bit of, you know, disconnect between them two on the left. I can think of one instance you might be referring to when he when Gineppo went to step over <laughs> the ball and Bertrand was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. And was like, he looked really annoyed with him because it was a good attacking opportunity. Um, and Gineppo let the ball run. I think you're right. I think... Redmond and, and Bertrand do have um, that connection and usually it's kind of Redmond coming in off the flank and Bertrand overlapping and it's, and it's really dangerous as far as uh, our attacking moves go and, and Gineppo doesn't really have that. I thought Gineppo played pretty well today though yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that will come with time. I think that's fair, yeah. So we were one up at that point, looking pretty good. I mean, you, you obviously expect a response. Nuno is a fantastic manager um, a really interesting tactical battle actually between Nuno and Ralph and, and Nuno changed it for Wolves um, made a couple of subs and, and they really improved pretty, pretty quickly after that um, but before they got back into the game we had an absolutely golden opportunity to make it 2-0 Walcott again fantastic pass from Adams released him I was praying <laughs> that the flag would go up and oh, he'd be ruled offside after he missed it because when that replay came up and he was miles on side and he's kind of scuffed it wide, it's just devastating. Mainstone, what went wrong for Walcott on that finish? I think he didn't back himself, you know. I think he was more worried about missing it than he was scoring. Um, I think sometimes with Walcott, he, the moment you give him more time to think, um, his finishing can actually deteriorate. I think like the goal, if it's instinctive and he just needs to be in the right place at the right time, um, he... he does well in those instances. I think he had too much time. I think the way Trey Adams held the ball up and fouled him over the top was unreal. Um, and yeah, one-on-one, you're just thinking it's written in the stars in there, a Walcott brace away at Wolves, three points with third. It's just dreamy. But um, yeah, he just didn't, it was tame. If I had to pick a word, it was just a tame finish. Yeah, I, I it really was. Um, Jack, I don't know what you, what you made of it, yeah. but I mean, I've, for him to go through there, that's like sums up Walcott's career for me. Like he scores a goal, great. That's like just as Mainstone says, instinctive. But then later on in the game, he'll get a big opportunity, which mm. if you're a striker, you back yourself to put it away and he messes it up. 
Yeah, I mean, I want to start positive. I want to talk about Adams again because his hold-up play and that ball is genuinely sublime to pick him out there. And it's mm. the perfect ball. And I'm going to keep going positive because I thought it was a decent first touch from Walcott to get it out of his feet. However, I've looked at it a few times and I feel like the way, you know, whilst it looked on, on first viewing like a good first touch, he, he hits it with the um, underside of his boot to try and control it and that caused it to spin backwards. I think that meant that it got underneath him a little bit. If he hits it in front of him, you can really get a strike on it, but it was a bit too close to his body and I think that's why he didn't really get the power on it and it went left to the goal. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mainstone here. I was thinking it's too good to be true if he buries this. It really is. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's hard to say definitively like this was the turning point or, or whatever, but within about five minutes, Traore starts get, picking up the ball a little bit more. Bertrand, as we said at the top, coming in, um, back into the team. I thought he did an absolutely fantastic job on one of the toughest players to face. Um, Traore as a right winger, there aren't many more difficult assignments in football than, than trying to mark him. And for 70 minutes or so, he barely had a kick. I think between Bertrand, uh, Gineppo coming back and Vestergaard on that left side as well, they did a really good job of either fouling him in, non, in, in non-dangerous areas or just kind of a lap, like keeping him in spaces that weren't particularly dangerous. So I thought they did fantastic. But with about 20 minutes to go, he starts growing into the game, picking up um, the ball in pockets of space. He did get the better of Bertrand just before um, they equalised and, and it led to a great block from, from Walker-Peters on the far side in the penalty area. Um, overall, Jack, how would, how would you rate our defensive display? It was good. It was really good. Um, solid, like you said. Echo what you say about Walker-Peters. I thought he was fantastic on the right-hand side. Bednarak and Vestergaard, very solid against the tough Wolves team. I think they kept him and they very, very quiet, especially in that first half. And yeah, Bertram was brilliant against Troyo, like you said. The, the, the key thing for me um, was our bench. I think, you know, while Wolves do grow into games um, and they are notoriously better in the second half, it was a shame that we were missing a few players on the bench because that caused a lot more pressure, in my opinion. We needed to freshen up. We needed to take off Gineppo and potentially Armstrong as well. And if we had players like Redmond to bring on a bit more freshness, but I think Ralph's reluctance to throw on some youth team players led to a bit more pressure coming on to us as the player, players got a bit leggy. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean... 70% of Wolves' Premier League goals have come in the second half. So they are, they are a second half team and they said it on a commentary. Um, and they did improve as the game went on. Now, the equaliser came uh, with about 15 minutes to go. Um, nobody really to blame there, I don't think. I mean, does anybody want to say anything on the goal? Shot from Jimenez comes back off the post. You're praying that he's offside, Neto, but, but he tucks it away nicely. Yeah, I think you can't really complain about it, can you? It's one of those things. It was. Um... It was a really good game and I think it's one of those games where you come away with a point and you can't really argue. Mm. Um, like I say, even with Walcott's chance, um, the last 10 or so minutes, it was all Wolves. Um, they, they did look like the team that was going to score and earn something out of it. Um, and fair play to them. They're a good side. Um, yeah. It was a bit of a bit, I mean, a bit lucky with the goal. It could have come off either side of the post. Um, but at the same time, it could have hit the post and gone in. So, yeah, can't really grumble. I think, I think if you've been hypercritical... Um, Carragher just did a little bit on Monday Night Football after the game and he was looking at Vestergaard was quite slow in getting out to him Jimenez, Jimenez did come out of the box and look for it at his feet and Vestergaard is three or four yards off him where maybe should have been two or three but being a long game you think you can uh, 
forgive him of not being on it the whole time. But I think that would be the one slight error there. Yeah, I mean, Jimenez one of the best one of the best strikers in the league, and, and we largely kept him quiet. And he has got that quality. If you give him chance around the edge of the box, he's going to invariably hit the target. And and on this occasion, it just came out and, and fell kindly for Wolves. But I think overall we can be extremely positive. As we said from the start, I'm beaten in seven games now. Um, up to, up in fifth place in the Premier League. We've got Man United at home next on Sunday. Um, and they're not playing particularly well. Kind of shuffled past West Brom the other day. And there's a bit of discontent around Oli as manager. I think Mainstone, going into that game, we should be, we should be pretty, pretty confident, I think. I'm very confident going into that game. Um, yeah. I think, obviously down to a man, bare 11 on the pitch, include and the squad on the bench as well, even more so playing United. They've got a better team than us. They've got a better squad, but our manager and our tactics is tenfold what they're doing at the moment. Um, I generally go into that game. It sounds stupid saying it against United, but I generally think we'll get three points. Love, Love confidence. it. Love it. <laughs> no, I, do. I really do. I just think we can outwit them. We can outplay them. Our tactics will be better on the day. And although I know we haven't got that good a track record at St Mary's against United, but I'm, I'm confident, you know. Jack, are you sharing that confidence? Oh, God, it's early days. It's only Monday, Pat. It's only Monday. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think we've got a massive chance playing against this United team at the moment. They're, they're really poor. Um, I just think the, the way we're playing at the moment, the, the word that really sticks out in my mind is trust. I think that's why we're playing well at the moment. It seems like the players, one, trust each other and two, trust the system. And that's going to give us a massive chance against United. I don't know if you guys spot it, but the amount of times where players get the ball and there might be two or three Wolves players looking to close them down, but they'll take that extra second or they'll take that extra touch to, to either draw one out and pass it the other way, whereas previously they panic and think maybe try and force it. I think that's what Ralph's installed in this team. Um, just that level of trust in the system and trust in themselves. I think that's a good point because when we were picking up results last season and playing really, really well, we, we got a lot of praise for our pressing and for winning the ball back and, and, and like strike, hitting teams quickly and scoring. Whereas now it seems like we still do that, but we've added that ability on the ball now. Yeah. And as we kind of said at the start, like some of the passing in that first half, and you can joke about kind of Vestergaard stepping out from the back, but some of the moves that we were creating, and I think one in particular was for that, that, that chance for Armstrong where it would have been a goal of the season contender if he stuck that away. Mm. We, just com- we just completely ripped apart Wolves, who, again, one of the best defences in the Premier League. Um, and we were playing some really, really nice stuff. And again, credit to Ralph, because we haven't really changed our players too much. We're missing Danny Ings, our best player. Um, and we've just gone to Wolves and picked up a draw and we can be very, very happy with that, I think. Um, I put it out on Twitter just before we started recording for, for Man of the Matches and, and the majority of the shouts actually were for Alex McCarthy, which I think is fair enough. I thought he had a very, very good game. He made some big saves, um, as he always does. To me, that kind of says that we might have been holding on a little bit more than, than otherwise. I mean, can, can we throw out any, any other names for Man of the Match? Mainstone, I'll come to you first. Um, I think it's difficult to top that, really. Um, If I had to pick anyone, um, I'd probably go with Che Adams. Um, But I do agree. I think, um, yeah, I think McCarthy earned that one. Yeah, I think Alex McCarthy made so many saves in that game. It would be Adams or Walker-Peters, the two that would potentially challenge for him. Just, I know I've I've gone on about the way we play now, but I, I do think the way the style of 
football we're doing, the amount of the amount of triangles you see us play. Um, just when you're saying Vestergaard bringing the ball out the back and Bednarek, it's always the midfielder dropping in and then looking out to the fullback. And yeah, I just really enjoy watching Southampton at the moment. We just seem to be very confident. Absolutely. Well, long may it continue. We will be returning uh, next Monday, our regularly scheduled day uh, for, for posting our podcast. Next Monday, we'll be uh, posting our reaction to the United game. Um, fingers crossed it's three points there. After the United game, we are travelling to Brighton. Um, but yeah, Maystone, Jack, thank you very much for joining me this evening uh, and have a good rest of your Monday. Thanks, chaps. Take care. Nice one, lads. Up the Saints.